Hi, I'm an alcoholic. My name's Corey. Hey, Corey. No, it's fine. I've been sober since December 7th of 2013. Um, I have a home group. It's the Wild Bunch of Irvine. I am grateful to be here and grateful to be sober. Um, yeah, that would have thrown me for a loop if you would have caught me nine years ago. You're now being recorded. No, it's <laughs> And um, so what it was like. Um, what it was like for me was the definition of pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. So I was raised in a very average household, nothing spectacular, nothing special happened to me. I don't have any reason, I don't have any excuse. Um, you know, I think Shane said it perfect. I just found that I have really strong feelings towards alcohol, um, feelings of love and lust and everything in between. And um, that love affair, brought eventually brought me to my knees many, 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 many times. Um, uh, let me time myself here. Uh, perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. So what the, what my drinking looked like is it looked like, uh, my first, uh, DUI at age 20, which led to multiple arrests when everything was said and done. And I finally got sober. I had, uh, 12 felonies on my record and had been, um, arrested over 15 times, spent over two years of my life incarcerated in Orange County Jail and similar facilities for treatment, rehabilitations. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody was safe. Um, jobs, family, you know, sold my mom's engagement ring for 60 bucks. Um, didn't even haggle, right? They gave me a price. <laughs> That's enough for a bottle. And, uh, didn't even haggle. Even worse than that, like a uh, sister. Um, these are just some of the highlights. She grew out her hair for two years um, to donate to Locks of Love. When she cut it off, she asked me to research where she could donate it to. I saw how much she could sell it for online and sold it underneath uh, without her knowing. So lots of wreckage. Um, say all that to say this. Uh, um, as I created a lot of damage, I burned every bridge. I hurt everybody to love me. I stepped on the toes. You know, Bill talks about it at the beginning of the book. He said, I stole from my, my wife's slender purse in the mornings when the terror was struck, right? Bob talks about it in his story. It's all in it. And we all have our personal experiences. Mine looked like there wasn't anything that was going to stand in the way between me and my solution. My solution was alcohol. My problem wasn't alcohol. It was my solution. It was the solution to how I felt on the inside. I had like this weird giant chasm that rips through the like the soul of me all the way up and i have this feeling of restless irritability and discontentedness no matter what i was doing or where i was i was constantly uncomfortable i was always less than and the only thing that would give me any form of solution or relief was a sip was a little bit of a drink i couldn't do anything i could not do a single thing without taking a drink before we were going to the movies that's what i was going to drink before i'm going on a day drink before it didn't matter what i was doing everything had a reason and a purpose why i was going to drink and what happened was is um is one day i was sitting in jail one more time thinking about how my life had gotten to this point and uh and i couldn't answer you know i could not answer how i got to that point and um i decided it was time to do something different um you know, and uh, something different looked like 164 pages in a book. And I wish I could say that I did something spectacular or that I, I got struck by sober lightning or that like just one day I woke up and I was inspired by the light um, of a higher power that I don't understand and, and don't fully comprehend. But that wasn't the case. One morning I woke up and I hit my knees and I said, and I just begged. I just begged. Um, I said a serenity prayer that was 
that's that's not at all the serenity prayer it just has a lot of the f words repeated over and over and over <laughs> and i just screamed it at the top of my lungs and uh, the best thought that i had is i had been introduced to alcoholics anonymous when i was when i got my first wet and reckless before i got my first dui it's a training program and uh so i went to an alcoholics anonymous meeting and i heard somebody share there um he said you know i he said, I, uh, I'm having a bad day today. And I'm like, so here we go. Someone I can relate to. I'm having a bad day. And he's like, yeah, my the sink in my house has a leak and I'm really stressing out about it. And I was like, oh, F this dude. <laughs> at, this point, at this point, I am living in a car in an underground parking structure in Irvine where I have been living for the past 17 months. I had been homeless for 18 months and I'm sitting there and I'm like, he's complaining about a leaking sink. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so after the meeting, I asked the person who I related to more to sponsor me, you know, he was talking about, um, you know, how he was just glorifying the use and everything like that. I'm like, this guy gets it. He used to like, I used, he drinks like I drink. This is the guy that I need to sponsor me. So I asked and he's like, Ooh, man, he's like, I, uh, I'm way too busy. I can't. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then the guy who I didn't want tag came up and said, uh, I'll sponsor you. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, and that man saved my life. And um, the irony of that is today, I was, um, I have a leak in the front, of, front yard of my house. <laughs> and, uh, and, thank you. And, um, and so I go to the hardware store and I'm like, okay, I, I measured out what I needed. I need to shut off the main city water that runs into the front of my house. I'm like, not a big deal. I just need a tool for this. I told the guy in the back, I said, can you, I'm not experienced here. You work here. He was, he was, he was definitely seasoned. He'd been working there for a while. And he said, yeah, I know exactly what you need. And I had done the measurements and I look at that tool and I'm like, that's not it. Like, it's not the tool that I need. And he said, no, it is. And I said, no, okay, listen, okay. <laughs> it's not the tool. Anyway, long story short, thesis and theme of my early sobriety is that was in fact the tool. And I made decisions based on self, which later placed me in a position to be hurt where I had to go back to the hardware store. <laughs> and so what I have found in Alcoholics Anonymous is that my problem is selfishness and self-centeredness, that all of my problems stem from it, that I am literally, all of my fears are stemmed from my selfishness and self-centeredness, all of my resentments, everybody that I hurt, step on, anything like that, every single thing that is in every problem I have in my life, every problem tree, the roots are the same. It is selfishness and self-centeredness. It is self. It is self-loathing. It is self-pity. It is selfishness. It is self-centeredness because left to my own device is all I can think about is me. That's it. That's all I have. And so I walk into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and I they finally, I read, I, you know, reading through the chapter, it finally says, you know, it, Dr. Penny, going to tell us that we're, we have, we're mentally, we have this mental issue, the disease centers in our mind. It's going to tell us that we're also bodily sick, that we have this allergy. And then later in the book, it's going to tell us that we're also spiritually sick. And then it, that if we want to straighten out mentally and physically first, we have to straighten out spiritually. And then it says selfishness and self-centeredness are going to kill you. You must be rid of them. And it's like, oh, thank God. So I'm going to do this by myself, single-handed combat. That's how I like to do things. And it's like, no, you're going to need God's help. And uh, that was the first hurdle I had to get over in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous is I had a problem with God. Um, I was raised in a really religious household. Uh, really, I, I was raised in Judaism, so I didn't have bacon for like the first 17 years of my life. And if you didn't have bacon for the first 17 years of your life, you would have been an alcoholic too. And, uh, and um, so I just had this issue. I had this problem. I had a problem with God. I had an issue with God. I couldn't get, wrap my mind around the God concept. And then we read in the beginning of the book, it says the main object of this book is to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves, which will solve our problem. 
The main object of this book is to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves, which will solve our problem. And now I know my problem is selfishness and self-centeredness, that it isn't the drink or the drug. And that I have to, and then my sponsor points out to me, he says, notice the word enable. It means that you already possess the power within you, you just need to turn it on. And, um, you know, and that was enough for me to make my beginning. And that's the beauty of, uh, of, the, of the God concept is the hoop you have to jump through is a lot bigger than you think. It's what it's going to talk to you about in step two and the 12 and 12. And that um, I can't do this on my own. No defense is ever going to be strong enough for me to, to win in, in single-handed combat. And that's why I love what Shane said. God saw it fit that I got here. And I loved that. Um, your share was incredible. That was Alcoholics Anonymous because that's the truth for me. Why me and not somebody else? Why, why do we have so many empty chairs in this meeting? You know, so many long, that's what I think about my home group all the time is the people who, you know, who come lucky, you know, get a little bit of time and then walk away and what, the, what those results look like and how many funerals I've been to in Alcoholics Anonymous. I've been to more funerals than I've been to weddings, baby showers, um, birthday parties, you know, the last eight years have been riddled with them and um, it's the cunning, baffling and powerful. And without help, I'm left defenseless. And it seems like a good idea one more time that I can get away with this, even though my experience will show that I can't. And what my life looks like now is I have a very, very, I have the same routine that I had when I, when I first started in Alcoholics Anonymous, which is I go to the same meetings every week. I go to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, same four meetings every single week. I have a sponsor. I've had a, I've held commitments at every single one of those meetings from secretary all the way to cigarette, butt picker upper, um, and uh, I, that's my home group. And I try not to miss it no matter what. Um, I have a God that I don't fully understand. And that's okay. Um, because I've been told that what the, the power is in the seeking, you know, that the main object of this book is for me to enable to find this power in myself that will solve my problem, that it's this unsuspected inner resource that deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. All these things that the book will say um, that, it, that this power lives within me. And I can, that's something I can, I can, I can be okay with today. But as long as I know that if this is the main object of this book and the main object of these steps and is to find this connection with this power greater than myself, then I need to treat it more than a checklist item every day. So that's what I do. Because it's left to my own devices, I'll wake up and I'll hit it with a God, I myself to do build me do things I will with him in the bunch of stuff that I'm ever do. Okay, we're done. We're good. And we pray. Yeah. I'll treat it like a checklist item, you know? So I have to stop every single morning and try to be present to actually think about the words that I am saying and try to treat prayer like it's more than just a checklist item. Because if this relationship with this higher power is what is going to enable me to walk through another day tomorrow, then that's something that I have to be seeking, even if I never find it. And my life today is absolutely perfect. It is perfect. And not because I have any shiny things. Um, When I came to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. I didn't have anything. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous has given me all of those things. And a lot of the gifts that I didn't even know that I want and didn't know that I could have, like peace of mind like driving down the road and not noticing that I'm not listening to music and even crazier, not thinking about myself. Um, and if you want to know true happiness and true joy, uh, the only way I found it in alcohol in my life, and it's been through Alcoholics Anonymous and it's been through taking someone else through the steps. So thank you.